Welcome to the Matt's Mobile Mechanics Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. We're answering questions about car repair, business, and automotive industry standards. Sorry. Sometimes I really don't want her to know how much money I spend on tools. <laughs> I'm a mechanic, not a part salesman. Kenneth, do we have to hear your Batman breathing? Sorry. Over here dropping dimes like an uncoordinated bank teller. Sorry. I'm Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. I'm Kenneth Blair, senior technician and co-owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. And uh, here we are, back with the Matt's Mobile Mechanics podcast. So today, uh, the guest that I have with me is my brother from a remote location. He's uh, up in Omaha, Nebraska, so he is... Uh, on the line right now. Uh, yeah. So Brandon here. Yep. There's Brandon. Co-hosting today. He is. Uh, he is co-hosting. Kenneth is not here, so he's co-hosting and guesting at the same time. He's the guest co-host. <clears throat> so probably the first guest co-host you had on your podcast. Not true. Uh, Billy was. Oh. Oh, that's right. No, that's no, even right. even uh, even not true. Um, uh, Tyler was uh, before that. I oh, think. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had two guest co-hosts uh, before. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I guess it's nothing special. Yeah, then. you're not. That, you are the first guest co-host from a remote location, though. Ah. That's special enough. You're actually there also is, the first something. the first call in guest. So. There you go. You have two titles right there. Yes, and my initials is not JBS. So, no. <laughs> uh, just to let that be clear, it's not me doing the remote emails. <laughs> yeah. So today, uh, what we're going to be talking about is is sort of kind of a touchy subject to a degree, but I wanted to kind of sort of cover this. It's not it, it's not at all automotive related, but it is it is big news. It's been happening. Uh, or it's been being talked about for a little bit now because um, uh, not all that long ago, New Zealand had a mass shooting um, and is is a big tragedy. So here's the deal. In Christchurch, New Zealand, 50 people were killed and 50 people were injured, um, a lot of which went into surgery. Like it was, they, they were pretty pretty substantial injuries and and this is a bad thing it's not a good thing that happened there is a mass shooting that occurred um and uh it, basically what happened is you had a lunatic guy um who from what i understand is kind of sort of a um sort of like a, a white supremacist sort of i guess is from from what i understand um and i don't know if that's just because he was labeled that or if that's what is actually going on um here's 
here's what happens. Here's what kind of sort of happened. He goes in and he shoots up a mosque. It is a terrible tragedy. Uh, completely bad. And here's what... And then on top of that, we pile on another tragedy that's following. It's not as bad of a tragedy because lives aren't lost. Um, but what's going on here in New Zealand is the reaction to this that I really want to talk about is New Zealand's reaction is that they're going to just go ahead and ban semi-automatic rifles. Yeah. I don't know when it'll take effect, but probably pretty quickly. Um, From what I understand. Yeah. And here's the deal. The prime minister and I watched the prime minister's press release on it. And she says that we're going to, you know, we're going to ban semi-automatic weapons, um, assault rifles and military style weapons. First off, I really don't understand what, you know, wh- what these definitions mean. These these military style weapons, right? Because technically, yeah, if they're going to do any bans. They need to specifically ban a certain weapon that they have an issue. Well, with. and I think that's what they're, they're going to do it that way. Well, I think what they're doing is they're going to want to do a semi-automatic rifle ban. Basically, and this is what they're saying. They're saying that, um, you know, so. The, the one of the terms that gets me a little bit is this military style weapons. So military style weapons. What does that mean? Well, it used to be assault rifles, but then they realized how stupid that sounds. So yeah. they changed the name to military style. Military style. Weapons. So military style weapon. Here's a crazy thing. Uh, a 1911. Um, and for anyone who's un- unfamiliar with what a 1911 is, it is a um, it's a semi-automatic 45 caliber. Uh, handgun holds seven rounds in the in the magazine okay that is technically a military style weapon it's called the 1911 because that's when it was adopted in the u.s army as a sidearm it actually was made in 1908 it's not even a um uh it's not even a 1911 um it's the uh uh, and and for folks listening, I do apologize that we are going to probably, we may hear a beep <laughs> come in. Uh, I have yet to figure out a good way to um, probably stop the, my, my calls from coming in because um, <laughs> that's what's, that's what's going on here. Um, you heard, uh, you heard someone trying to call in. Um, but so the, the, the 1911 was made in 1908 adopted to the U.S. military in 1911. This is not a, this is not by any means, any stretch of the imagination, the most dangerous pistol that you could get your hands on. But technically speaking, it would be a military-style weapon because it is, it, it up until not that long ago, honestly, was a military sidearm. So military-style is just something that people have come up with to say, you know, a weapon and a weapon with a pistol grip and a and a and a thirty round magazine on it. You know, it looks scary. You know, it's a black gun. It's it looks scary, right? So, here's my concern with this: New Zealand has neighbors not far away from them called Australia, and Australia in 1996 had a mass shooting, and they did a similar thing. They banned. They just went and banned a whole bunch of guns, and made it much more difficult to get a hold of guns. And it really did not affect their um it really didn't affect their um their crime rate per se in fact actually crime rate went up a little bit um yeah well if you look at if you look at just in the states alone which states have uh, stricter gun laws have more violent 
committed by guns or not by guns have more violent crimes committed with guns yes and and uh and that, that's kind of like that's how it is with a lot of things that that if you put too much of a hold on it it's still going to get get well, and if, you, and if you look at where if, if you look at where mass shootings typically are held, they're typically held. They typically occur in places where guns are not going to be likely to be held by you know citizens. So here's my problem with this: banning guns. All it's going to do is is going to disarm the law-abiding citizens, and it will remove their ability to defend themselves against criminals. Because here's a matter. Here's a fact. Presently, right now in New Zealand. That guy had a gun. He used a gun in this mass shooting that wouldn't have been legal per the current laws. The current laws would have required him. He would not have been able to have a, a gun with a magazine capacity of more than seven rounds. And he went in with a 30-round capacity magazine. It's already illegal. It's against the rules. But he used it anyways because he was breaking the law. Yeah, I don't think he was too concerned that the laws were... No. He had a mental issue... That person doesn't need to not have a gun. Well, he doesn't need to have a gun, but he's going to have access to it, whether it's legal or not. Is What he needs is help. That person needs either to be in an institution or, you know, I don't know what can make go through your head like that and commit such. Well, and, and, and it's another thing. Like, murder is illegal, right? That is a law. You're not supposed to murder. So you figure that one should cover everything, right? Doesn't matter what. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's with a gun or a knife or anything. That law alone should cover it all. That should fix that should fix everything. Here's the thing about criminals. They don't tend to follow the laws. That's what makes them criminals. So murder and assault, illegal, has been illegal for, um, I'd imagine, forever in New Zealand. And it was still, you know, the, uh, murders and assaults were still committed you know, so this is the thought. The thought is they remove the guns off the streets and then people who, you know, dangerous people wouldn't have access to them because just nobody's going to have access to them. But the reality is, is that's probably not going to be the case. Um, or, you know, even if guns become a thing where, you know, they, they can't gain access to them, what's going to happen is eventually, you know, people will just start commit, can make any mur committing murders with uh, other weapons. You know, knives or baseball bats or whatever it is. You crazy people are going to be crazy people. That's the thing. You know, you have a situation, you know, that situation in France where the guy ran over a whole bunch of people with a truck. You know, we can't outlaw cars just because they're dangerous, which, you know, cars in America or, you know, they kill more people than, um, than you know, um, gun homicides do. Uh, cars, you know, traffic accidents. So... What are we going to, you know, should we outlaw cars because they're killing people? A lot of people think, and this is, you should, dude, you should see this, this inflammatory headline that I read. Um, this is what the headline reads. It says, New Zealand confronts an American export mass shootings. An American export. <laughs> What kind of crazy headline is that? Why is American? Why is it that America is known for uh, mass shootings? And, 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 and there's probably some people out there thinking, oh, it's because you know America's got so many guns and they're violent, and we have these mass shootings. But the reality is, America is not. It doesn't even rank in the top ten. It doesn't even rank in the top fifty of the most gun 
the most uh, mass shootings um, in the in the in the in the world. We're way low on that scale of how many mass shootings we have compared to, you know, who outranks us in mass shooting, uh, mass public shooting murder rates. Do you know, do you know who does? Nor- Norway, Finland, Norway. Switzerland, and Russia have 45% higher rates of murder from mass public shootings than the United States. Well, yeah, the Russian is, uh, um, that's a different place. Well, and, and all of the, a lot See, of these places have many, pretty strict gun America laws. America looks like in 2018 was 39,000 people on this uh, article I'm reading here by, by gun injuries. Well, that's another thing is, too, is a lot of our gun violence and that, statistics. That counts, I think that counts. Suicides. Probably suicides, Yes, yeah. yeah, big, a big percentage of suicides. And here's the thing is... Which is another mental issue. Like it the, is. That person... It's not like access to a gun is what killed him. He no. had something wrong, and no one noticed, and no one asked him if he was okay and needed help. Yeah, it, there's this is so. Whenever you look at Australia, for instance, who banned all of their firearms, or they banned a lot of their firearms, made it basically really difficult to get a hold of guns. Um, they, whenever they did that, they claimed, well, you know, their um, gun violence decreased. And their, you know, their their uh, murder and stuff. De- but it was already decreasing before that ban. It, had, it was already on a decline. So it didn't affect it. It just was continuing to decline because of better law enforcement, better technology and solving crimes and all this stuff that prevented these things from basically kind of put this preventative measure in place to make people think, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, commit this crime because there are consequences involved. Um. But their crime rate continued to go up. And this is what I'm, you know, for instance, here in the U.S., we have a city like Chicago in the state of Illinois where it is very difficult to, um, it's very difficult to um, get a license to carry a firearm. It, like, like they won't accept my license to carry in Illinois. I cannot carry a gun there. And they have in Chicago where gun control is very much um, very much implemented and is very strict and it's very difficult to get a gun. They have ridiculously yeah, they're, they're high rates. They're one of our most highest offenders when it comes to gun violence. Yeah. The states as a total because they have the most gun deaths out of... I mean, look at San Francisco. You don't see... Like, like, there's a lot of gang violence still going around. There is, and so here's the thing: that's, is that's now I don't, issue. I don't want to necessarily direct correlate and say, hey, look, places where guns are, where you can easily get a hold, or where you can, you know, where it's, where it's, where you have lax gun laws, have lower crime rates, and places that have strict gun laws have higher crime rates. The reality is, is crime rates, crime is localized. It, it depends. There's a, it depends on a bazillion factors. So you have, for instance. Um, a uh, place like Chicago, where they have strict gun laws, really high crime rates, really high gun violence. But then you have places like uh, you'll have a place like um, uh, Vermont, really lax gun laws. In fact, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, unless they've changed it, uh, Vermont does not even require a permit to conceal carry a firearm. Um, yeah, and how many gun violence um, 
do you see in Virginia and other places like Arkansas? I'm not no. sure on the specific numbers, but I'm sure it is lower well. rates. It's substantially lower rates. But then on the on the other side, uh, you get uh, like New Orleans has a pretty high crime rate, um, and their gun laws are relatively lax as well. So it's not a direct. It's not always the case that you know th- that's not the answer to lower crime rates. That's not the 100% answer. Like better gun, or, you know, easier, you know, lack more lax gun laws allow allow law-abiding citizens to carry firearms, and Whoa, it, it'll make why all don't of you. Talk your... about that for a minute. The uh, the uh, not to cut you off, but I'm yeah. looking at this uh, chart, and it, it shows opiates death. We're ranked third. You know what you say we were on the gun. Uh, well, on mass shootings, we are 56th, I think. Yeah, and then so for opiates, that we're third. We're ranked third. There's only two other countries that are doing worse with their opiate crisis <laughs> than we are. Well, actually, we're, 60, we're 61st. We're, we're ranked 61st in mass public shootings uh, murder rate in uh, out of the 86 countries that have been looked at globally. So, so why don't you get why when someone overdoses on, on heroin or an opioid that, that they don't say, hey, why don't we get our pharmacies in check? No, but when someone shoots someone, then they want to take the guns. Like They don't, well, don't want to take the, the thing killing people where people are utilized. They don't want to take the tool that people are utilizing to kill themselves well, just, or others. Just the same as Unless like, it has to do with the gun. Just the same as whenever we, we, we look at a situation where, you know, we have a... Uh, we have a ton of traffic deaths. Every you know, people get killed by cars all the time, more so than they do by gun homicides, like actual gun violence. If you exclude, yeah, in Nebraska we had over three hundred thousand deaths by motor vehicles. Three hundred thousand? You mean three thousand? Over, over, oh, three hundred thousand is a lot. Maybe it was three thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> three hundred thousand. That's like that's like that's like so it was like 3400 then. Well, now you got to look it up. Yeah, you're going to have to look that I'm pretty but sure there's 300,000 sure a lot. have killed more people than than Yes, yeah, every gun. single year, every single year traffic deaths kill more people than gun homicides. And it's an important distinction to make because what what you know, you have um, whenever you look at a lot of these stats, whenever they see gun violence, they they bulk they group in justifiable homicides. They're they're grouped into those stats. So if someone comes at comes at you, you know, tries to mug you and wants to kill you and rape you, and you pull out your gun and you shoot him, that death is counted in gun violence deaths in these a lot of these stats. Same with police, uh, justifiable police shootings, that's included in the gun violence stats, as well as suicides. And the thing is with suicides is. Here's the deal. Suicide's terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's a it's a mental it's a mental issue that we need to address um, honestly. But the the thing is is them you know if someone's committing suicide they're they're not doing it just because they have a gun and it's like okay well this is easy. There's plenty of it's not difficult. Like there's other ways and people would use other ways if if guns were taken away. Suicide rates would not decline if. If uh, if guns were taken away, I can guarantee that. Uh, in fact, I think um, I think Australia removed they removed all their guns 
um, their suicide rate did decline, but it was already on the decline. It didn't decline any faster than the um, than the suicide rate had already been declining. It was basically on the same track. So, you know, it, it got better, but not because there were no guns. They still had suicides, and guess what? It was they, they just they used other methods to commit suicide. So when you look at gun violence stats, it's you can't you look at it as a whole, how many of those are suicides? How many of those are justifiable police shootings? Not, you know, not murders, not something that a cop's going indict, to get indicted for. It's something that, you know, was justifiable. A, a guy was a crazy person who was trying to harm someone else and a cop shot him. Or um, justifiable homicide, which is still homicide, but it's justifiable, meaning, you know, someone was trying to harm you or others and a, a private citizen who was legally carrying a firearm uh, shot that person or someone's breaking into a house and got shot. Those are all counted in the same stats as gun violence. Um, so because of that, you see a really strange number, but the reality is the actual like homicide that was committed by a gun is it's less than that of people who are killed by cars every year yeah, so, in the U.S. So in Nebraska, it was 300. <laughs> okay, that was way off. Yeah. So I knew it was like a day, one a day. For some reason, I knew it was one a day, but I said 300,000. 300,000. Jeez Louise. I was like, what is happening over there? You guys just need to, you guys need to stop driving. You need to stop it's driving. It's potholes, man. It's those potholes. in the potholes. I was gonna say if you're if you got three like if like, yeah if you got three hundred thousand people dying a year in Nebraska because of driving I would be really concerned about you getting in a car up there and like maybe you should like leave the kids at home like uh, <laughs> it's dangerous out there that's a war zone no three hundred yeah I saw a whole car get swallowed by a pothole the other day but yeah that's still a lot because it I don't still know, is I doubt we've had three hundred deaths by by guns last year in Nebraska no but you know see, we went like you know, we went like six days without a homicide which was like something to be like proud of and i don't yeah. think i saw that make the news like i had to, i found that out by looking up some online newspapers and it yeah. didn't make your news network what well, local major local local that's my point is what a lot of people what a lot of people are looking at and they're thinking well america is you know, we have these mass sh-. here's the thing is a mass shooting is a tragedy it is it's not good Nobody, and that's a big problem. Is I feel like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people on the very left leaning side will say, "Wait, which article linked it or compared it to America?" I think it was the New York Times. Hang on, let me find. Oh, let me find. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the New York Times. Said American export. Said said New Zealand confronts an American export. It, how is it that this is not? how is it America's fault somehow just because, and the reality is, is here's the deal. If anything, you know what they should say? They should say New Zealand confronts a Russian export or Switzerland export or Finland or Norway or Norwegian export because all of them have higher, they they rank higher globally in more mass shootings than we do. If if they had issues with opiates, yeah, sure. Um, then, blame us. Then, yeah. then they could blame us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're leading the way. Well, Americans are doing it. If, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Now, there's only two other countries that are 
ranked higher than us. Yeah, no, I think I think we're leading the way. Yeah, we're we're in the we're in the top three whenever it comes to opiates. Um, That would be something that Singapore had this issue and they resolved it in a pretty. uh, I think they did it in a pretty great manner. And there's that was like ten year plus years ago, and they have the results and it worked the way they did it. But that's a different topic. I don't know. It is. I know that the guns need to be regulated. There should be a database to search it. Apparently, there's not. I don't know why. For what? For guns? For guns, yeah. Why? Why would you think that they need to be regulated and need to be a database? That way, they could keep track of who did it quicker. Nope. You know. I say nope. You don't think that'll help? No, I don't think. Well, not only do I not think that'll help, but. First off, I mean they already be, keep track of it to a certain degree, but but barely to have it access there. No, and no, no, because here's the problem with that. Do you know why we have the Second Amendment in the U.S.? The Second Amendment yeah, was written but, in the Constitution to protect, to to allow the American people to protect themselves from the, uh, from the government. So here's the thing: is if the government you know, can just pinpoint and just say, hey, all these people were on a mass. We have a, this national registry of firearms, which is what New Zealand has. It's one step closer to being able to outlaw firearms, and it would make it very difficult for you to say, you know what, I don't want to. I don't trust that you guys are going to have my best interest at heart. It's one step closer to that because then they can say, well, we have your name and address, and, you know, you're going to have to return them. And even if we don't come take it by force, you know what? People who haven't returned their firearms, we're going to start, uh, inc- we're going to triple your property taxes until you return, until you turn in all of your registered firearms. That's dangerous. I don't think, I don't think that would happen, but I think it would help. Oh, you don't? Whenever you know what? someone um, commits a crime with it and they can't find out yeah. because technically registered, you know, one person. But typically speaking, like when someone all... commits a crime with a gun, it's not a legally obtained firearm in the first place. So, like I'm saying, the, the registration of firearms that only applies to law-abiding citizens. It Actually, does not you know what apply. They would do? That would be that would be trippy. Um, instead of raising property taxes, they would just have like a fingerprint that you'd have to you know put your thumb on to turn the gun on. Well, and if you didn't, then you wouldn't be able to access it, and then you'd have a useless. Well, device. but no, no, no. What, what I was saying with raising the property taxes, whatever they would do, because they would already know who owns firearms. Since they already know who owns firearms, what's going to happen is it makes it all that much harder to resist government tyranny. And here's the thing: is the registration of firearms that only applies to people who are abiding by the laws? Because here's the deal. We have concealed carry permits in the in the United States, but criminals carry all the time without these concealed carry permits. So cops know the good guys that are carrying guns. They don't know. Yeah, but like if every single gun was in the database, wouldn't it be easier to know that that, that person okay. wasn't registered to have right. a gun? Let me, a gun? Yeah, but here's the deal. Let me let me run a scenario by, the, by you. Um, say you have a gun, and then you sell it to somebody, and then they don't register it. Then what? It's either still registered to yeah, you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying it has to be like that's that. How? That would have to be done. I don't know. How it can't. How be. would you? That's the thing is it can't be, and and so it is not just that it can't be. It's it's the fact that that it would only apply to law-abiding citizens. What if someone who what if someone steals a gun? So when they steal a gun, 
Because that's, you know, a lot of crimes are committed by stolen firearms. They're not legally obtained guns. They're stolen guns. So someone breaks into a house, steals a bunch of guns, doesn't register those guns. So you report them as stolen. That's great. But then someone commits a crime with that gun. How are they going to link it to the perpetrator? Because do you think the guy who stole the gun is going to go and register it? Well, if it was in a database, I guess you could have that as a as an option where you could call and say, "Hey, my guns were stolen." Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, but and then, then it's still, whenever that gun yeah, but, was used. Yeah, but you're missing crime. my point. You're missing my point. If we have a national database, a national registry of firearms, it doesn't do us any good because the crimes that are committed with these guns are being committed by guns uh, by by people who don't legally obtain these firearms in the first place. So yeah, if you don't, a lot of a lot of people that obtain those weapons, they reuse them too. So like they may kill X amount of people with that one pistol or whatever the yeah. weapon of choice was. Well, and that's my that's my, my so my, that wouldn't that wouldn't be helpful either. Cause, so what you know they own the weapon. Well, there's it, a that's my point is you wouldn't Chicago, know you wouldn't know like in 2016 that the the cops just didn't go down because. They knew better. I don't and think. That I don't think we should even make. I don't even think that we should be even entertaining the idea of even registering firearms like that. Because no, yeah, you're right. After you say that out loud, it, it does make sense. All of these. Here's the thing: is about laws, and I love. I, I like. I want. I don't want there to be murders. I don't want there to be violence. I don't want mass shootings to occur. I want all of these things to go away. I love for these things to go away. Here's the reality: is anytime we implement laws like this. Laws only, they only affect law-abiding citizens and maybe people on the fence because of the, because, you know, the only time that they affect criminals is in the, in the instance where, you know, someone who's like, you know what, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll sell weed, but I'm not going to murder a guy because the consequences are different. So they're concerned about the consequences there. Okay. Right. Um, thing is when it comes to murder, when it comes to killing someone with a gun, the consequences for murder are already the highest that we can legally have. Because murder is one of, those, one of those crimes that will carry the death penalty, the highest possible consequence that there ever could be. If it doesn't carry a death penalty, it likely carries life. And if not life, it carries a very long prison sentence. Okay. So murder is one of those things. So killing someone with a gun, that law already exists. So if we implement any other law to make it harder for someone to kill someone with a gun, here's the deal. If someone's going to kill somebody, they're, they clearly already don't care about laws. So if we implement any laws in, in, by the wayside, you know, on the, you know, on the side, to, it, all it does is it's, only, it's making it harder for the law-abiding citizen to carry a firearm to protect themselves um, from murder. Because I know a lot of people that... Yeah, you know, and, and we've already talked about the fact that, that where guns are most, you know, the least strict gun laws is typically safer. Because no one's going to go shoot up a church in, in Arkansas when, you know, they can, totally gun out and probably get shot before they had a chance to yeah. pull. Well, and I can, I can tell you a fact that or disarmed. Um, they could probably even be disarmed. I mean, if someone walked into, you know, an American situation, uh, like, any, I would think well, anywhere. Well, I, 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 I can tell you for a fact, situ- 
you know, here's here's the sad thing is the sad thing is is that you know mass shootings exist. They do exist, and maybe someone will target a church. But you know whose church is probably not going to be targeted? It's probably not going to be my church because my church we have a security team that is we have armed security at our church, and it's a sad reality that my church has to have these armed security. And on top of that, most of the congregation have guns like every other person you could probably you could probably i would be surprised if less than one in three i'd be willing to bet that at least one in three have a gun whenever they're in there anyways it's a hard target is my point it's not a target that someone's going to pick because it's not a target that is a gun-free zone that nobody and now and this is the thing i don't think that I don't think that there's a 100% direct correlation that says more guns equals less crime. I don't think that's 100% of a correlation, but I do think it plays a part. And the reality is, um, when you have, we have a situation, the problem is with laws. This is where, this is where my big problem is, my big hangup. The problem is with laws is that they only affect law-abiding citizens. You say don't murder, I say, okay, I'm not going to murder anybody. You don't have to tell me any other laws. You don't have to tell me I can't, you know, uh, walk around with a uh, samurai sword and chop people up because you don't have to mention, that doesn't have to be a specific law. Murder is already illegal, so I'm not going to walk around with a samurai sword chopping people up. I'm a law-abiding citizen. It's against the law. Um, you can tell me, you know, speed limit 65. That's, that's that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go driving down the street at 120 miles per hour endangering other people because I'm a law abiding citizen, but the laws are only as good. They only affect the law abiding citizens. When you start implementing laws that make it difficult for people to defend themselves, then it only makes it easier for criminals to take advantage of the people who can't defend themselves. For instance, in Oklahoma, and we've covered this a little bit before, we talked about the process to get a concealed carry permit is not an impossible thing to do. It's not. It's. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it is slightly more difficult than that of other states. And to be honest with you, I think it's a little too difficult. Not, not in the fact that there's, because you know, I think that background checks, sure, Go ahead. I don't care. You can background check me all you want, just to. But I already get a background check anyways. Whenever I'm purchasing a firearm. Well, Oklahoma, weren't you guys just talking about they got some laws? So hopefully, yes, by next year, yeah, by November first, full year of of uh, by November first, you know, some extra data. Yes, on this. yeah. Well, and you can see that in Kansas, and you can see that in Arkansas that have implemented constitutional carry. And the thing is, the reality is, is that it's not that. You know, because you, you, you implemented a law, you've, you the, people put laws in place that took away our rights whenever they implemented um, carry permits. That was against that's that took away rights that you already had a constitutional right to carry a firearm. And someone decided that they would make a license about it and make take away that right. And so we've implemented a law that has re, renewed that right back to the citizens and the fact of the matter is, is, you know, you can put that in place. You can put concealed carry in place and, you know, require permitting process, require, require all this. Uh, you know, you got to go to a safety class. You got to get fingerprint. You have to pass a background check, all this stuff to get a license to carry. But do you know who isn't going to go through that process is a criminal. 
some someone who someone who's a felon who is disqualified from that and shouldn't be carrying a firearm anyways. Yeah, uh, which it's is a whole other... easier to get a gun for a criminal with today's laws as they are now yeah. than it is to acquire a gun legally. So by fact doing you know making making it all make more sense is definitely a lot better of an idea than just trying to take guns away altogether. Yeah, like, yeah, because that's easy. not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Bump stocks banning that that's okay what are they gonna do try to get scopes well you got to use that for hunting so yeah uh, you're not going to use your scope if you're in a mass shooting scenario anyways because i doubt they went in there and scoped any they just want the highest fatality rate and they do that by just shooting at random so so these military style weapons that they talk about is is just it's crazy what what defines that well, and here's here's another thing. Here's another thought too: is that you know you could have you know, so you know a lever action is not a semi-automatic weapon. My thirty thirty, it's lever action. I could put seven bullets in that thing. Um, granted, it's not thirty rounds, but I can fire in rapid succession, and it could it could kill a lot of people. It's not you know. It, it, it's not a not dangerous. Every gun is dangerous in the wrong hands. Or, you know, um, uh, you could get a revolver. You know, some revolvers, are, not all revolvers are six-shot revolvers. You get twenty-two caliber revolvers that, you know, carry ten um, rounds or more, depending upon the particular revolver. And a twenty-two is a very small bullet, but it could still kill yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's another thing that doesn't make sense to try to attack the... the the amount that you can carry, like the amount of ammunition they can no, go into. No, especially especially when you're talking weapon. about a magazine-fed weapon, because reloading is not a is not like a super long, arduous process. Especially when you're talking about these mass shootings, where they're typically doing them in places where people aren't firing back at them. So reloading a gun doesn't really make a difference um, in this particular case. This is the thing: is you implement restrictions on guns, you implement implement restrictions on carrying of firearms um, to the law-abiding citizens, and that's all it will affect is to the law-abiding citizens. It will not protect the, uh, the 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 citizens from the criminals. The criminals will, in fact, still continue to break the law. Believe it or not, this is a crazy thought, right? You know, criminals will break the law. Crazy. You know, this is groundbreaking here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're going to break the law. You know what's crazy? Um, you know, he, he, here's the thing. Um, uh, homicide's illegal. It has been for quite some time. Uh, longer than you and I have been alive. I could guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> for a very yeah. long time. Longer than most of the guns that are on the market today um, that we're trying to... And, and here's another. This is... So, have you heard the... Have you heard... You know, people say, well, the Second Amendment was, wasn't was made for, like, these times, like modern times and modern guns. Have you have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, I've heard that, that theory, and that's a weak one. That's a it really is. weak well, argument. Here's because a, then what are you going to do, redo the whole Constitution? No, no, no. no here's going to be elected to he, do that? He, so, so they'll say that. They'll say that. The Second, the second Amendment didn't imagine, uh, you know, 30-round magazines and semi-automatic rifles and stuff. But you know what the First Amendment did not imagine? The First Amendment, the right to free speech, speech didn't, um, didn't imagine the um, – I didn't imagine the Internet. 
and social media. Yeah. That's basically yeah. your nuclear warhead of the First there. Amendment. Censorship has gone through the roof. Well, but and, that's something they and, can and, control because it's their company. Well, and it's not, there is it, a big issue. It's with, not just with that. It's not just. But, it's not just that. People could say the same thing about Second Amendment. Well, when Second Amendment came about, they they expected you to be able to carry a musket and a flintlock pistol, right? Okay. Well, when First Amendment came about, they expected you to be, you know, they, they were basically fighting for your right to allow you to, uh, you know, shout at a street corner, not be able to, uh, some Joe Blow random nobody, get on the internet, push a couple buttons, and then boom, blasted across to millions of people. So, if anything, you know, the internet and social media is more dangerous of a of a technological change than that of firearms and you know what no one's attacking the first amendment everyone's all about the first amendment and i am too i'm all about it but the reality is is the 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 people that wrote our constitution were geniuses they were very smart individuals and the reality is is that when when they wrote it they didn't you know it's not i wouldn't say it's future proofed entirely but you know i'll tell you what it it really does apply in a lot of situations you know Um, yeah and to go back to these these other deaths caused by other things more than gun related violence i mean to to just think that they want to make that a topic of of choice to circulate in the mainstream news um, over the opioid epidemic in America. I mean, I'm looking at this from 2013 to 2017 alone. It's increased by 20% the first from 2015 to 2016. And then it's increased 47%. I mean, the total drug overdose um, last year was 70,000 people died. From that's, that's twice as much people that were killed by that than that were killed by uh, guns. And that's and that and the and that statistic about guns includes suicide. You know, um, police justifiable well, I'm sure shootings. There some suicide, I'm sure there were some some overdose that were intentional too. But yeah. that's still that's still twice more than almost twice as much than than that that were killed of guns, which is crazy that they're not talking about that on the mainstream news. Well, because it's a and hot topic. To solve and, and it's something that people can it's something that people can argue about and say, hey, we're going to take. And the thing, the, here's the thing, I don't foresee anyone coming and taking away the guns. It, and, and but the thing is, is that's you know that you can't just sit back and say, you know what, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to worry because it'll never happen because it has happened. It happened in Austria, um, and when it happened in Austria. Um, by the time that they realized that their all of their freedoms were taken away and they needed to fight back, they didn't have anything to fight back with, and that's what that's what I get concerned with. I'm more concerned. Yeah, with, even, it shouldn't even be a, a thought for America. It shouldn't as a be. whole to no. try to think of that because that's that's just not a, a plausible option. There and needs he, to be and another the, option. And there needs to be more um, effort going into these other related deaths. I mean, if we want to keep people alive, um, look at abortion. That kills a whole lot of babies every year. Yeah. I mean, there's other other ways that people are dying. Oh, but that's not. But that's not. That's not politically popular, and that's not. That's not enough to. You know, that's that's not what we're. You know, what what the narrative works well in the media and and when we talk about things like guns and here's the reality is is that you know more and more more and more people are not 
gun owners, you know, these days. Just the same as, and people are super uninformed about it. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've seen some of the videos of people talking about, you know, you'll have like, uh, you know, Louder with Crowder who will put out, you know, videos where he's got like guns on display and says, you know, here, this gun looks more dangerous, right? And they're pointing out a gun. I said, oh, yeah, that should be banned. And then they'll point out a gun and say, but this one's okay, right, for hunting? And they say, yeah, yeah, and, the, and the, that gun will have the exact same specs. It have, has a bigger bullet, um, carries the same amount of ammunition, but, you know, just because of the way it looks type of a deal. And that's the thing is people are just not informed anymore. You know, used to be it was a, it was a you know, thing where, most most American households, most American households had guns. And the reality is, is that's not the case anymore. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not saying that everyone should own a gun. Or I'm, What I do think is I think everyone should be educated on guns. Because the thing is, is guns exist. And I don't care who you are, at some point or another, you will come in contact. You will interact with a gun or someone carrying a gun in your lifetime. Period. There's not a. There's, you, and you already do, really. I mean, policemen carry guns, and you're already used to them walking around. And, and yeah. So the one states that do have gun carry, uh, it's just, I feel safer, to be honest. Even if I don't have a gun, I know that there's probably four or five people around me that have a gun that's going to be shooting at any bad guy that. And, and here's the deal. The, the only reason why people think that if people feel more comfortable about, you know, seeing a policeman in uniform carrying a gun rather than just random Joe Blow carrying a gun is because they think, they think to themselves, well, you know, he's trained on that firearm. And that's true. But I'll tell you right now, he's not trained as often as I would like and, and that's and that's just because they you know they, they have they have their training requirements and they meet those training requirements but the reality is is like i train with my firearm more than most most uh law enforcement departments require of their of their officers and, and that's and 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 i'm not law enforcement um and that's and that's just because um I feel, uh, you know, a need to train with it. I, not only that, but I carry more than one weapon, uh, not at the same time frequently. Most of the time it's, most of the time it's one or the other, but you know, I don't, I don't have one particular carry gun that is the only gun I carry. I have different guns for different occasions and different attire. Mostly it's different attire. Like, you know, is it easy to conceal this gun? Well, no, it's not. So I'm going to switch to the smaller gun. So because of that, I need to, I need, I feel the need to train because I need to be familiar with more than one weapon platform. Every gun shoots differently and you got to be familiar with it. Um, and, and the thing is, is it's not a requirement of me. Like nobody's requiring. Yeah, Cause that's me. like my biggest concern is if someone isn't well trained in it and they need to use it, and they fumble the ball because they weren't prepared to do what they had to do. Well, you know, then it could be worse. You know, America but, gained its independence. But if there's another couple people that have it, then they probably got his back. It's like, okay, you know, we got you. You know. Yeah, but you know, America like, gained its independence by a whole bunch of people that owned guns that weren't necessarily trained on them. You know that, right? I mean, like most yeah. of the, the bulk of our the bulk of our you know battles were won by militia of you know not trained soldiers, people that just just because they owned guns. And the reality is, is in most cases, I, in most cases, uh, people who are gun owners are safe, uh, you know, they're safe handlers of firearms. Now, if anyone's concerned with training, 
here's the deal. You know, a carry permit only requires you to get training to get that permit. But you could have had that permit. You could have got that permit 20 years ago. They don't require, no carry permit is requiring you to renew your training. Okay? Well, so, there's another issue I have with uh, not re, not retraining to renew license after a certain time is, is driving. I mean, well, yeah, that's another thing. That's, yeah, that's just it. the same. That yeah, that's just the same. People people say, well, why don't they renew their uh, gun safety training to renew their license? Well, you don't renew your you know uh, driving test every time that you do your uh, you renew your driver's license. You know, and, and unless you drive for a living, then you get you know DOT physicals. Um, well, those physicals but don't do. Even, yeah. It's not even training. It's no, it's just not like training. <laughs> yeah, it's just to make sure that you're physically capable of driving. Yeah. And even at that, I don't know if you've, you know, I've met a lot of truck drivers in the industry. Whenever I was driving a truck, that I'm like, well, you know, apparently the physical requirements are pretty low. They set the bar awfully low because <laughs> some people are. That's that place around the corner that charges sixty-five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're squeaking by, and. This is, you know, if if we're concerned about training and firearm safety, then the reality is, is what we need to do is we just make it more prevalent, more available. Here's it. Why don't we have it in schools? Why don't we have firearms training in schools? You know? Um, that's, well, that's another thing that's a big major issue in America that needs to be talked about more so than trying to ban guns. Well, is uh, Our education system, it well, was set up for an older time. Like they're trying to say the Constitution, and it doesn't work as well, unlike the Constitution. But we definitely need to take a serious look at our educational system, well, especially with colleges. And that, we do. But, but when you yeah. had this conversation with Billy, I mean, that just astonished me, the numbers. And that was, you know, that's that's rough. My kids, what are they going to be, you know, like what's their trajectory for – you know, 20 years from now. Well, I mean, hopefully if they go into a skilled trade, they're going to just make a whole bunch of money because that's where they, <laughs> that's where the, that's where the, uh, right. The, one, the one can go into business management be. so they can uh, own their own business while yeah. doing manual labor. Yeah. The, the other thing, you know, so, so why not, you know, if we're concerned about training, why not, why not implement it into, uh, you know, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a required course, but make it an offered course in, you know, as a, as a, um, you know, um, uh, in, in a high school, you know, have a, uh, you know, have a course available for firearms training because I would want my kids to go to it. You know, if I, if I were, if they were going to public school and stuff and they were, and that's what they were doing, I would want them to go to it because even if I was not a gun owner, I would say, you know what, at some point or another, they're going to come in contact with a gun and this is the best way for them to get training because I can't train them myself if I'm not a gun owner. I don't have a gun to show them here. This is how you safely handle a firearm. You know, have them, you know, do, do some uh, firearm safety training. And that's the thing, you know, people think, well, it's just dangerous or whatever. It's no more dangerous than shop class. You know, people, you could cut your thumb off with a table saw, um, you know, just be safe about it. And, and firearms training doesn't necessarily even have to have live, live fire drills. They can just be the safe handling of firearms. Um, whenever I was. Yeah, that would help. <clears throat> that would help with a lot of like, um, injuries, the injuries by gun arms. Or yeah, my firearms was was a pretty high number. Yes, um, and, that's and that's just a lot of not knowing how to handle. Yeah, the weapons, people like, being silly and not know, handling them appropriately. They, they need to be educated on it, and people that are scared of guns, 
They wouldn't be scared of one if they knew, you know, how to handle it. No. And like wouldn't. you said, it's not for everyone. Not everyone needs to own a gun. No, if you, don't, if, you don't want to own, if you don't want to own a gun, that's fine. I've got more than enough for everybody. You know, I'll, you know, I can, I can, I can protect my, my, my family and the, and the five families around me. That's fine. You know, it, it's not for everybody. I don't think, um, but I, I do think that there, you know, I think everyone should know how to safely handle a firearm on the off chance that they come in contact with them so that they don't injure themselves because they're being silly and not following the appropriate rules. You know, in the Marine Corps in boot camp. Um, I handled a firearm almost every single day, like from the get go, we get issued a rifle and we, we were everywhere with that rifle. Right. But we had, we were handling, we were handling a firearm for a good solid month and a half before we ever put one single live round through that gun. So, I mean, it was, it was all about, you know, and, you know, it was all about the safe handling of that firearm. Make sure you're not pointing in the wrong direction. Never, you know, finger straighten off the trigger, never aiming at something you don't intend to shoot all of these rules that you should be implementing. And so that way, by the time that we did get to the rifle range, it was all second nature, you know, for, because, you know, I had handled firearms before, but there was a lot of, you know, the, the boot, this boot camp is designed to take people who have never touched a gun before and make them trained and efficient on an M16 and be able to put a round down range 500 yards with iron sights and accurately hit a target. That's a long distance with without scopes. And um, and it worked. It was effective. I met plenty of guys that were in boot camp with me that never fired a gun before their entire life, and the first time they fired a gun was that M16 on that range, and they qualified as rifle experts. And they also safely handled firearms. And nobody got shot. Nobody got killed. Um, in fact, in, uh, in Marine Corps boot camp, uh, very, very few instances ever. I mean, thousands of people are trained in, you know, um, the, through that fire range, like every year, thousands upon thousands. And no one gets shot because it's, you know, they're, they're, they're training people on firearm safety. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you put it in school, you don't necessarily have to have live rounds. You don't necessarily have to have a firing range. You don't even necessarily have to have a real functioning weapon. You could have a weapon um, that the firing pin's been removed just so that you could, that's just so they could learn to safely, you know, that way people could be taught how to safely handle a firearm on the off chance yeah, they run across it. My kids are, are, um, familiar, like, you know, they're not scared of guns. They know whenever I go shooting, like, you know, I come home and they enjoy cleaning it with me once I, yeah. you know, taking care of the weapon. They, they know when to be around it and when to respect it. Like that's, that's what needs to be taught respect of a gun. Yeah. And, well, frankly, and, and here's, here's the, you, you, you see a lot of high school kids running around driving while they're texting and you see a lot of middle-aged, uh, older people too texting or getting on social media while they're driving and that's that's crazy like that machine is needs to be respected it's uh it's not something that doesn't need to be just just like any yeah well and and the the thing is is like with you know with respect to those that you know the firearms and stuff like whenever you like it it if it's if you're if you're taught 
to and it's not just it's it's not just that that would help us you know when it comes to gun violence you know it should really the core value of everything that's been that's losing its its grip on society that's that's lost traction the respect of life people need to respect life and the life of others and that is where we're lo- we're losing a lot like that's that's really where yeah, the and core that, of everything is. And that is. would help with suicides. It I mean, would. if you taught people how to be emotionally connected with one another and how yeah. to socially interact with one another, not sit at a desk, look at the teacher, follow these procedures. If you get a A, you're doing good. If you get a B, you need to try better. If you're getting a C, you better try better. Or you're going to be stuck in this classroom looking at the same teacher again. Yeah, And, it, and you're sitting in your chair and you do what you're told and you do this. So structure and order is good, but there also needs to be more, more. These are our young people that we're shaping and we're shaping them to be in this box. And as soon as something happens that throws them off, they might, you know, end up being, uh, you know, do something bad. And that could be, yeah, that could be helpful. We were talking in reference to like this mass shooting, like the, the reality is, is, if we would have had, you know, the only way to guarantee that a gun law would prevent that from have ha- have happened would be if there was no such thing as a gun in New Zealand except for held by those of the law enforcement. That would be the only way. And the reality is, is they're not going to get all of it. And there's always going to be open borders to a certain degree. I mean, they might have a customs and stuff, but they'll still be able to get the weapons. Yeah. They'll still be oh, getting yeah. weapons, and they'll still be doing illegal sales. And it's just, that's the part of, that's the fact of life. And, I mean, there's ways around that. Um, I mean, if it's easy to go buy a gun from a store and get a background check, and it's a quick, simple process, then why would I want to go buy a gun from the street if I can get one from, without having a, you know, an insane process? Yeah, well, and that's what I'm what I'm saying is I think that we, we should, we should if we're going to build any laws or we're going to have any laws, we should have them with, you know, we shouldn't make it to where it punishes only the law-abiding citizens is basically my point. If we're going to put any laws into place, we're going to implement anything, it should be, it should be aimed at, it should be designed at the, for the criminals. And the reality is, is that most of the time, you know, if the law is predicated on, you know, an honor system that requires you to be honest and follow the law in order to, in order for it to actually work, then that's not going to work whenever you're trying to curtail crime because criminals, because you know what's funny? Um, uh, heroin's illegal. Um, but for some crazy reason, people keep, people keep using it and dealing it. Isn't that, isn't that a crazy thought? It's illegal, though. I don't yeah. understand how it's on their streets if it's illegal. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. And it, and it kills more people than guns do. Sure does. And it carries and it carries a pretty hefty carries pretty hefty penalties. I mean, you know, you're not you're not just getting a misdemeanor for carrying around heroin um, in a lot of most states. Most states are felony level. They're 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 felony level crimes. And so it clearly that does that that indicates that when you're building when you're making a law. You know, it, it only it only works on your law abiding citizens. So if you tell, if you tell, if you put a law in place that says no one's allowed to have guns, then the only people who are going to not have guns are the people who are willing to follow the law, which is basically your law abiding citizens, your criminals. Yeah. And then you got an unarmed uh, society. You have an unarmed population. Goods that are just open, 
open for the taking. Yes, you have like, a whole bunch they know, of. You have a whole... They know that this place can't have guns. They're gonna go rob this place. Yeah, with guns. Well, look at you this. You won't be able to do anything you know, because what would you do if you, you know, try to attack? Yeah, you would well, probably end up getting shot. You're gonna have, you know, you. Because if you call the police in whatever area this. And here's the deal: here. people say, it's "Well, why would you need?" To, to yeah, people say, "You know, why? You know, why does everyone? Why do people need to carry guns?" And here's the thing: is I, you know, I think law enforcement's great. I think police are great. Um, but the reality is, is they can they can only be in so many places at once, and sometimes their response time is just too slow. Sometimes, you know, even if they have a three-minute response time to that particular spot, three minutes is plenty of time for someone else to try and kill me. Um, so, you know, I can draw a weapon a whole lot faster yeah, than three minutes. Yeah, and banning minutes. accessories, that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. No, that's just silly. Because the reality There's, is, and here's the crazy thing is, New Zealand is not banning all guns. They're just banning semi-automatic guns and, and assault rifles and military-style weapons and stuff. So... You know, you know what's going to happen. So, do they not hunt in, in New Zealand? No, they do. New Zealand's a big hunting country. People, people, so, people so come what's in. What's going to happen with the deer? Oh, they're they're going to get hunted because they're just not going to be using semi-automatic. Most most time, whenever you hunt, you're not hunting with a semi-automatic. Anyways, you're hunting with a bolt action or a lever action. Some people do hunt with semi-autos. Oh, oh I see a bolt action. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this you know what we're going to see. We're going to see, um, we're not going to see any change in, you know, gun violence in New Zealand. If we see any change at all, we're just going to see that, you know, more crimes are committed with lever actions and bolt actions than they, than, and single action revolvers than, than they, than, than before where they were committed by semi-automatic weapons. But the reality is they have a pretty, they have a relatively low, uh, murder rate in the first place. <clears throat> Um, in fact, you know what's crazy is the, the mass shootings in, in in America that do happen. They typically happen at like gun free zones or whatever, like a school oh, yeah. campus, yeah, yeah, or a movie theater or <clears throat> a club. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, where it's a gun free zone is where that's the most violent. Well, because because if I were to put myself in a crazy person's shoes and I were to say, well, I want to inflict the most harm and most damage before I get taken out or stopped. Where am, what am I going to do? I'm going to hit a soft target. You're going to hit a place that is, you know, not not guarded, not secured, doesn't have any armed resistance. It, it it just, it makes sense. And you open yourself. This is why I'm personally, and you call me paranoid, you can call me paranoid if you want, but I personally try to spend as little time as possible in gun-free zones. I don't like to go with a place that I bank at. I bank at a, a bank that allows carrying of firearms in that bank because... To me, that's you know seems more comfortable. If I do have to walk into that bank, um, you know, it's not a gun-free zone. It's not you know if someone decides to rob it, you know, I may not be the only person in there with a gun. I'm probably one of like you know 15 people in there because we're we're here in Oklahoma. It so that's kind of you know, and that's almost sort of neither here nor there uh, because. I don't think that these particular churches were gun-free zones. They just weren't places that typically didn't have guns, per se. I don't know. I, I don't know well enough about how New Zealand uh, works and, their, and the churches, um, you know, and how right. how they work there. And there's still more gun-on-gun gun violence in, you know, certain states that have strict gun laws. They do, that, yeah, that, yeah. So it's not like a direct, but it, but I do tell you, I do see some somewhat of a correlation with, you know, people, and I think that it serves as amount, a certain amount of deterrence. You get states that don't, you know, that have constitutional carry, don't require carry permits. 
um, that means that there's a higher probability that more people are carrying. And so people think, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to risk it. I'm not going to go in guns blazing into a 7-Eleven to try and rob them because the three customers in there may decide to pull out a gun and cap me. And um, you still get crazy people. You still get desperate people. You'll still get crazy things that happen like that. But um, but the reality is, is it's a rarity. It's few and far between. And that's another big thing is the news these days and with global media the way that it is, we see more than what used to be. You know, back a long time ago, let's say, let's, let's rewind back to the 50s. You wouldn't have, no one, no one in America would have even known that this happened in New Zealand. They really wouldn't have. It wouldn't have even been a thing. In fact, back in the 50s, I could be willing to bet that if you pulled one out of five Americans, they probably wouldn't even know what New Zealand was, (laughs) where it was. We didn't live in a global world like that. Really? Are you sure? I mean, think about this. New Zealand is not a, I mean, it's not, to be honest with you, why do you even know why it exists? Because that's where they filmed The Lord of the Rings. I mean, before they before they filmed the Lord of the Rings, there did you even know New Zealand existed? They filmed a lot of movies there, I know, actually. I know, but did you even know it existed before <laughs> before that? No, probably not. But I was young when Lord of the Rings was filmed. Yeah, so. but still, I like I like I I would have known that it existed now in our global you know media type world. And I mean, sure, maybe some people in the fifties would have seen would have seen it in a geography class and said, "Yeah, that's New Zealand. I know where that is." But it wouldn't have been present in their minds, is what I'm getting at. And what I'm getting at is that, you know, the news, we, it's not that worse things are happening more frequently now. We live in a much safer world than we did um, just a few decades ago. We live in a much, much safer world now than we did just a few decades ago. And, but it looks, if you, if you tune into the news, it looks a lot scarier and more dangerous. But the reality is, is just because, you know, it's it's easier to get our information, and that's just what's getting reported on. No one is. It's not a news story, you know, every day that yeah. someone doesn't. Yeah, and TVs shoot are really losing losing their uh, their their funding. So I know I'm sure the news media wants to cover what's going to get the most. Yeah, covered. Well, no attention. one's no one's covering a non tragedy. No one, you know, this is this is a you know I didn't come up with a saying. Someone else did. And I don't remember who it was. So otherwise, I would credit them. But no one no one reports on the you know ten thousand planes that land safely every day. But they sure do report the one time that that plane crashes. You know, you're not going to see a news story saying good news. Not a single plane crashed today. You know, you're not going to see that. So what I'm what I'm saying and what I'm getting at is that like people react to these mass shootings as though they're the norm and the reality is they're not. They are so so super rare. They're super rare. And that's also what makes it hard to predict them and hard to prevent them as well. It makes it very hard because they don't really follow statistical patterns. They're just complete anomalies. And so I think the reality is, is people are just reacting to it and saying, How, what can we do to stop this? And they're just flailing and picking something to try and stop it. Right. And, and, and there's more pressing matters, I feel, at stake here. Yes. It, there's things that can be controllable. Things that are controllable, like, well, how do we, you know, things that actually follow real statistics that aren't anomalies, like traffic deaths. You know, more people are killed every, every year in America by traffic deaths than there are, you know, mass, than they're killed by mass shootings, like hands down. 
And so that's, and that's something like, well, how do we fix that? You know, those, those, those are things that are easier to focus on and, 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 and work into, you know, how do we stop, you know, heroin overdose and opioid, you know, the opioid epidemic that we have, those things, um, are controllable. They're not yeah, anomalies. That's a bad one. That's, that's killing twice as many people. And I'm not that's, saying, I, I'm, I'm certainly bad, not saying I'm not. I'm, and abortions kill way more than that yeah well the problem is this is the problem with that is that a lot of people don't view that as killing or murdering and so that's that that'd be a whole the reality is, is you in order to get people to even focus on that you have to you have to get them in the you know you're we it's easy to well, get every american to focus to agree. on drugs Start is a yeah, yeah. Start what I'm saying is, it'd be, it'd be like easy that. to get people. You know, we can we can all agree that you know it's easy to get everyone to agree that when someone dies on traffic death, it's an actual death. When it, you know, they're, they're actually for some crazy reason, people would debate that you know abortion's not killing, but whatever. But what I'm saying is, there are things that are controllable, that are easy, that are right there, that can be fixed, that can be focused on, that they don't get reported. They're not getting. No one's paying attention to that, but. But when it comes, I'm not saying I'm by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that we should not do things to try and prevent mass shootings. But I can tell you right now, if you remove the, if you if you disarm the entire the entirety of the public, that won't help prevent it for sure. They're already yeah, anomalies. I agree. They're already anomalies and impossible to. They're really impossible to try and predict or to protect or pre, you know, prevent. But that'd be like trying to present, prevent a natural disaster almost. I mean, the best but, way that but, but the best way is is more helpful to. I mean, yeah. there's ways you can help prevent suicide. Yeah, and, and the, opiates the, and other deaths. My best be focused on my best guess to prevent um, to prevent mass shootings would be to eliminate soft targets to stop to 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 make to make it to where there's no more soft targets. And when I say soft targets, I mean places like uh, gun-free zones. If you remove, if you make it to where they aren't gun free anymore, that will greatly help reduce um, the chances of a mass shooting, or at least make it to where the person is going to have to think a, a little bit longer and harder about whether or not he wants to pull it off. Because, you know, if if everywhere that you went there was a probability of a you know of twenty percent of the people there having guns, um, then there wouldn't be a good place that they're not going to pick these places and the places that I care about that I would care about some of some of the most that are like gun free zones are places like schools is where we keep our children people that's where that's where we keep our children in America yeah. that's where our children are going those should be places where I like that's where I want most of the guns I want the most guns in our schools people you know they're like they have signs that say no guns I'm like no 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 we need them there that's like we we need to protect. We've got we put guns up at banks and stuff. We get armed guards at banks and we have armed guards, you know, um, at, at our borders and stuff like that. We've got armed guards all over the place. We we are, we guard all kinds of crazy things. There's there's plenty of armed guards at Fort Knox where you know where we keep all of our gold, but where our children are most important assets of the of the of the American country, where we keep those where we keep the the kids you know most of the day most of the year. Um, we're we're not we're not we're not guarding it. That's a, that's a crazy thought. And yeah, that is a crazy thought. And and here in uh, uh, Nebraska, there's some there's some uh, schools that do have an armed uh, sheriff on duty. Um, 
which I think that is great. Yes, um, we're seeing. And it wouldn't hurt if uh, some teachers that were comfortable with carrying had some, because one person to cover that big of grounds is is not not um, not a lot, but it's a lot better than no guns there. Yeah, well, and that's that's uh, and and we do see it. I, I've seen it um, more frequently now lately. They do seem to be posting. Um, uh, uh, either you know police officers or county sheriff's department uh, deputies at these um, at a lot of schools and that's great that's fine and all but the reality is is that you know they're they're still it's still they're not always full-time and they're not at every school and all it's going to take is they're you know what here's the deal is i tell you what you have a squad car posted out front of this school it's not going to it's not going to be targeted as a mass shooting um, but the yeah. place, the school that doesn't have one. Yeah, and you have to be. you have to get buzzed into these schools. I was uh, when uh, I was working at FedEx, and I would have to ring the bell and let them see, you know, yeah. me and my my badge, and yeah. then you could be permitted on the premises. And that's how um, a lot more schools should be. But I guess not all states probably have the same resources. No, they don't. They don't, and that's part of the problem. Is and and you know the you know when uh when when these schools are having these you know officers posted out front, you know the schools have to pay for that, right? Like it's not just provided by the um you know police department or the county sheriff's department. Like they're they're paying the department, right? Like some a security some fee. in Oklahoma pay for uh, an off duty cop. Yes, they pay out yeah, of yeah, pocket yeah. for an off duty cop to yes. be there and make sure nothing goes down. Yes. And the, you know, if uh, someone went to go shoot up a movie theater and they walked up and saw a cop, well, they wouldn't even go inside because they see his car parked outside. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. You know, I think that's I think that's a good that's a good idea. But the reality is, is that cops outside in a squad car you know someone sneaks in and starts shooting them they'll, they'll probably kill you know they'll kill too many people you know even if they only kill one person before the cop gets in that's still one person too many you know i, I it, these you know when you put these gun free zones you make anything gun free whenever you see a sticker that says no guns on these on the front of the these uh, you know these these establishments or whatever kind to me whenever i see that i don't think i don't feel safer i feel very unsafe because I know that that means that you know it's a it's a a soft target, and it's it's just dangerous, and and that's and, and that's where we should in be reality being with. that that the most gun violence is like, like you you may carry your gun for for ten more years and never be in a situation where you need to actually use it. Yeah, or you might be in a dark alley and someone sees a target and thinks they can you know try to mug you or whatever. And you need it, and you have it. Yeah. But that's that's what matters, is when you need it and you have it. Yes, exactly. Well, as, you know, just the same, you know, I, 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 I keep a first aid kit in my truck. I, I don't expect to get cut open all the time and have to, you know, patch myself up. But I keep a first aid kit in my truck for emergencies, just like I keep a gun on me for emergencies. Just like, you know, there's... For a spare tire. For yeah, I, I keep a spare tire. I'm not planning on having a blowout. And, in fact, you know, I hope that I don't have to use my spare tire, just like I hope that I never have to use my gun. I'd very much like that to be the case. But it's there just in case. You know, just like my first aid kit is there just in case. And I tell you what, between, and it should between there just in case. Yes, and I tell you what, between between my between my spare tire first aid kit and my gun, I use my first aid kit way more frequently than I do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, I work you know work with my hands, so I occasionally I 
I sprang a leak or something like that, and I have to bandage myself up. But I, st- I don't, I don't intend on it. I don't plan on it, but it's there just in case. So, or you're working on a customer's car and you have to, I have to first aid. To yeah, it. you have to break out the first aid kit to you know help because a kid decided that he was going to run into the corner of a table or something. Or I guess it was second aid. You decided you yes covered. Yeah, so. Um, I think we covered that a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, could be said more about this particular subject. I feel like there's, there's a ton of yeah, stuff. But the, the fact of the, the fact of the matter is there's a lot more pressing topics, I guess, I, not to sound like harsh about well, that. Well, there's a lot more, there's, there's a lot more pressing things. There's a lot more pressing things that that could be done that could be dealt with appropriately. And, and what New Zealand yeah, did and, was and was a you bad move. You can see results a lot quicker. You can see results yes. within ten years. There's other countries yeah. that have done that have dealt with the opioid epidemic, yeah. and, and they I, have a success and I feel rate like, through the freaking roof. I feel like I feel like New Zealand did not respond well. They responded and they responded emotionally to a tragedy and here's the deal like it it is a tragedy it is a huge tragedy and you know perhaps something should be done perhaps they should evaluate and decide whether or not gun-free zones should be a thing or you know eliminate soft targets or maybe they look at it and say hey this is a you know just a a a complete anomaly of a statistic and there's just not much we can do it and unfortunately it's this terrible tragedy but the reality is when 50 people die there are 50 families that are wanting answers and wanting something done and so I don't necessarily yeah, blame them. I get them. that, and I really do get that. Yeah, but they but, didn't react right. I think as a no, New as Zealand, a n- no, they certainly didn't, and uh, that and that's just you know, it's just unfortunate, and and it's unfortunate for them, and that's because, and it's more unfortunate that America uses that as uh, like they don't give a pause, they don't say, hey, let's give it a day, media, let's yeah. give it two days before they start blaming right wing in this and that and i know yeah. people that are, are are neither left or right well they're they're they just believe eating in it guns up. and they believe yeah. in rights and they believe in freedom of speech and and they are very great individuals and they don't go one side or the other yeah and that's that's what people need to quit it's not this 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 race to say who it, it needs to be looked at as as america as a whole needs to look at what they can do what we can do to better our nation and yeah. gun control isn't going to do any better for our nation. No, it wouldn't. And fortunately, that's uh, that's something that it looks like my when I see I see the trend. More states are implementing constitutional carry than ever there was. Uh, more states are which re- I are think re- that's replenishing great. That, that it, instead more of need to take, yeah take more follow, instead like of Arkansas. I'd like to see what happens if Chicago did that. Of course, that's yeah. probably too far gone at this point. <laughs> more states are replenishing rights to the citizens rather than taking away or implementing stricter laws. There and 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 it's and so I think that we're heading in a direction in our country that's going to be beneficial, and we'll see it. We'll see you know gun rate, you know uh, gun violence continue to go down as it has been since the '90s. It has been going down for a long time, and it'll continue to go down. We're like at an all-time low whenever it comes to. Um, oh really? Somebody, yeah. Well, in the last four years alone, opioid epidemic has been oh yeah going up yeah. steady every year by more and by more. That's what we need to be concerned so about. That's that's crazy. The mainstream news wants to talk about that and not yeah the other issue we have. 
Yeah. Which we could do uh, that another just, time. That's I'm just sure. my two cents. I could, I could, yeah, I could do a whole conversation. We could do a whole conversation on that on, aspect. Yeah. On the, and uh, I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier but uh <laughs> i guess i didn't look at the numbers on that i just i knew it was high enough i could get some uh more facts together on that topic. sure yeah uh, well we could do that next time one. if you want so yeah because i because uh, if you go into looking the the finances of that oh my goodness it's crazy the, the the industry is making so much money and it's not a good thing um i heard somewhere that they estimate probably 300, um, I want to say trillion, but I overguessed. Yeah, you way time. overguessed. So I'm going to say, <laughs> say 300 billion. They estimate the leader of, the, of a certain cartel has $300 billion, and that's a lot of money. Are you, sure it's, not, are you sure it's not just $3,000? Because. No, that is for sure. Way. I'm, I'm thinking it's more than $300 billion, but I, I don't want to go out too much of a limp. Maybe you should, yeah, maybe you should find those numbers then, and we'll talk about that the, the next time. Because last yeah, time you said 300000 it turned out just to be three hundred. So $300 billion, I think uh, the math would work out to be just, you know, 3000 No, 30000 <laughs> Yeah. 30, so we could talk about that next time. So, um, any more to add to uh, New Zealand's, uh, you know, uh, crazy reaction to this uh, unfortunate tragedy that's been going? It's unfortunate time. the reaction, uh, almost as unfortunate as as what happened. Yeah. That is unfortunate, and any time that happens, you know, it's a, it's not a good thing, and, yeah. and it needs to be um, addressed, but not by gun control. Then you address society then you prevent people from even thinking like yeah. that to begin well, with well i mean that's I think you know if we addressed uh mental health mental health needs to be addressed mental health is a big thing so um, so but yeah that's pretty much my piece sometimes all righty then well in that case i guess uh we can uh, we can end this thing then so until next time sayonara <laughs>